Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show on this women's semifinal Friday at the BNP Paribas Open. As always, we are presented by our friends at Safe Life. It is an oasis in the desert, the Indian Wells Tennis Garden, where forehands flourish and serve soak up the sun. We have reached the final four in tennis paradise. Two more wins to take the trophy. Semi-final day on our safe light order of play, starting with women's doubles. The top seeds, Barbora Krejcikova and Katerina Siniakova, playing the Japanese duo of Shuko Aoyama and Ena Shibahara. At 6 p.m. Eastern, Maria Sakri meets Arena Sabalenka. Then in the night session, it is a rematch from Melbourne with Iga Sviantek and Elena Rybakina, followed by men's doubles featuring two-time champs John Isner and Jack Sock. Here's what's coming up over the next 60 minutes. Top seed Carlos Alcaraz stole the show last night, breaking his way into the semis with a primetime performance over Felix Auger-Aliassime. Plus, are we headed for a battle of the Titans? Our experts tell us if number one Iga Sviantek will meet number two Arena Sabalenka on Sunday. And we will introduce you to this remarkable player who, despite suffering from a neurological disorder, will soon be taking her career to the next level. The top two seeds out on the practice court, Serena Sabalenka having the best season on tour. Now into her first semifinal at Indian Wells. She'll look to stop a two-match losing streak against Maria Sakkari. And the world number one and returning champ, Iga Sviantek, also going for a little revenge. She lost to Rybakina at the Australian Open, but has won her last 16 sets in the California desert. As always, you can find us inside Stadium One, just behind those windows. If you're in Stadium Plaza, give us a wave. We're friendly. Come on in. BMW <laughs> Tennis Channel Desk. Uh, we're back to three. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Prakash Amitraj. We miss you, Andy Roddick. Yes. But it was fun for the past three days. What are you looking forward to today? You know, I'm looking forward to some good women's semifinals. Mm. I mean, it is shaping up beautifully this event. Some of the players we would have expected getting to this stage, maybe for the first time in Arena Sabalenka. She has been playing lights out tennis, so I'm looking forward to today. I can't decide which match I'm looking forward to more. So, uh, Sakari and Sabalenka, that's going to be an absolute battle, and they have a history, so I think that'll be fun. But uh, I think Iga, you know, not, not happy with losing to Rabakina in Australia. So I think she's going she's to bring the noise today. But it, it's going to be unbelievable tennis. They've all been peaking at the right time. Business end of the tournament. Time to go. All right. Revenge tour for Iga Sviante. We'll see what happens later tonight. Let's get you caught up on the action from yesterday. Returning champ Taylor Fritz. Took out Yannick Sinner here a couple years ago, Prakash. Both guys now bigger and stronger. Uh, listen, we're seeing very, very much improved versions of both these players. I was wondering how Sinner was going to deal with the power of Fritz on these courts. And boy, did he shine. I mean, take a look at taking that forehand from well outside the court. Bullet cross court. 
closes out the first set nicely. Second set, a little bit back and forth. Towards the end of it here, Fritz putting a little bit more pressure on Sinner. Sinner doing what he wants to do, just finding a couple more unforced errors here, giving Fritz a little bit of an opening, and Taylor really hanging in there. Did a really good job tracking down a ton of balls. His defense, as good as his offense here. You can see here a little cat and mouse finding the pass to close things out. Tons of emotion here. You know how much is on the take for Taylor Fritz with a thousand points on the line. Third set, early goings here. Sinner with a break point, getting on the aggression again. And I love this kid's temperament. Even after dropping that second set in such a big match, comes right back, head focus, gets the break early in the third. But Taylor not going away. Hanging around, getting on the aggressive himself. It really was a matter of who was able to get that first strike. Battling two heavyweights from the baseline, and then whoever could get on the aggression was generally the one who was able to come out with the victory here. You can see all of these highlights. It's either Sinner on the aggression or Taylor on the aggression. So it really came down to that. Cold serve comfortably there. Lots of improved signs in the game from Sinner. 180% of his first serves got that one extra break. It's the first Italian man to reach the semifinals at Indian Wells. Let's go inside the press room with both guys. Start. It's a tough match. You know, I, I found a way to get back in it. Going to the third set, went down a break in the third and uh, got it back. And I don't know, I gave myself, I, I put myself in a decent chance chance to win the match. But in the end, I just, I just couldn't. Couldn't make it happen. For sure, it was a tough match. Knowing that he he likes the conditions here, he won here last year. I lost against him two years ago. So um, I practiced with him a couple of times. I know I knew a little bit what to expect, but still, in 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 the match is a little bit different. So I'm very happy about the win today, and let's see what's uh, what's coming what's coming next. What do you see here in the match summary, Prakash? Well, you, you, got, you got to look at the winners to unforced errors ratio, and, and center was just minus 10. Um, we were talking about these numbers uh, very impressively before. Chanda pointed out that there's a lot of forced errors that come along as well, which are just as good as winners. A, a, a bigger in the negative column for Taylor, and it's tough. Center, center was getting a ton of balls back, and um, it was a pretty high-quality match, though. Oh, well, this was hard-hitting tennis, Chanda. What put Sinner over the top? Well, you looked at the number of winners that Sinner had compared to the number of winners for Fritz. He was the more aggressive player more often in the match, and especially down the stretch in that third set, you saw Sinner just keep continuing to try to push forward. He knew that was the way to victory, and he executed when he needed to. The thing that stands out to me the most is, is all of the areas of Sinner's game that's improved. And, and we've got to give a huge shout-out to Darren Cahill, who's been, who's been working with him. Jim Courier pointed it out uh, during the commentary yesterday. His, his serve, his, his utilization of drop shots, and, and really stepping in on that forehand side was, was exceptional. That's what allowed him to puncture a hole in, in the defense of Taylor Fritz. So it seems like he's sinking into his game a little bit more, motion on the serve, looking a bit more fluid, and uh, really elevating. Looking forward to seeing this matchup play out over the years. Sinner up to 11 in the world. Fritz now down to 10 in the live rankings. Who will the Italian meet in the semifinals? Night session, Carlos Alcaraz looking for his first win against Felix Auger-Aliassime in their fourth meeting for Kosh. Well, this match a little bit more straightforward. Felix Auger-Aliassime under the gun early here with a break point, having to play some spectacular defense to be able to save this, but the problem was he was having to play defense a lot of the time. Now, watch the transition here from well behind the court. Carlos Alcaraz finds that defensive position, finds his way back into an offensive position, and I don't know anyone 
in recent memory, I, I can't think of. I mean, even if you look at the big three, who just transitioned so quick from defense to offense. Carlos, perhaps at this age, even more complete than Roger Rafa or Novak. And it's scary to think if he continues improving how good he's going to get. Gets off to a break early, ha had a pretty comfortable time on his serve. Beforehand, you see the action on it moving even at nighttime when it's so much more difficult to get the ball moving with that topspin. Takes the first set 6 4 4 all here at Deuce in the second set. Taking that backhand nice and early off the return, creates that short ball, is able to approach. Gosh, the kid volleys as if he's a servant volleyer, and that's how he makes his money. He can just pick and choose how he wants to do what he does, even in a rally. Such great depth on his strokes. Tough night for FAM. When he's on, it's like a video game out there, how good Carlos Alcaraz is as he makes it back into the semifinals at Indian Wells for the second straight year. Gets his first win against Felix Ojealiasim, as we hear from Carlitos after. I feel great, you know, this uh, an amazing feeling to uh, come back this year and uh, make the semi-final uh, again, you know, and uh, yeah, beating uh, such a great players uh, as uh, Felix for the first time, so uh, I'm really happy with uh, my level, the, the way that I'm playing, and uh, yeah, keep going. It's a return to Alcaraz, first top 10 win since the US Open final last year, hasn't lost a set all tournament. And as we've told you, two more wins, and he gets back to number one in the world. Was 0 for 11 on break points against FAA before the match, Chanda. Had three last night, converted three. What impressed you most? You know, I think, you know, overall, obviously, to turn around what was a losing head-to-head. -head. I mean, this was a match Alcarez badly wanted to win, wanted to come out and play well, and he was able to produce some of his best tennis when he needed it most. I love overall about his game is that he just doesn't hesitate. I mean, we know how big he hits the ball from the ground. He is so aggressive, but he looks to get in, and it's the first ball. A lot of times you see players, and they'll want to wait until maybe a second shot or a third shot. If you hit one great shot, maybe you can hit it even better and give your a better volley he doesn't care about any of that he comes in the first time he knows his ground strokes are going to be big enough they are going to penetrate the court enough and he has that kind of confidence in his game for, for me it's all about attitude with this kid I mean when you watch him the attitude with which he plays the energy with which he plays it's so contagious sitting there in the audience it it, it makes you jacked up makes you want to go out there and, and get better at whatever you're doing that that's that's certainly my favorite thing about him he also the scary point is even if you look at Novak Djokovic, when he first started, he had an issue with his serve. Everything else was great. He, he, he improved as he went along. Carlos here, he just, he looks so comfortable in every aspect of his game. Even Federer, his backhand improved over time. Here, it looks like he's been serving volleying his whole life. He's been playing defense so well. He's comfortable from the baseline. Where do you attack him? And the court doesn't give you any help because it's so slow. It's a tough proposition for his opponents. You were going to use the 95-pound dumbbells this morning, but after watching that, you went up to 105. Uh, I mean, the guy jacked me up. You know, wh what are you going to do? That's what he does. He makes you push yourself. <laughs> Trying to become the second teenager, only Rafa Nadal, the other one, to win three Masters 1000s as a teenager. Incredible. On the women's side, Elena Rybakina has talked about battling through these slow courts, Janda. Hasn't dropped a set until she played Carolina Muhova. Yeah, Muhova on her set point, badly missed the overhead, and Rabakina got a little momentum from that, got it to the tie break, and not the way you want to end a tie break. 
in a set that was so good. This was high-quality tennis, back and forth, but Muhova was undeterred. She kept moving forward, and that was the key for her, taking returns early, trying to step in. That little flick passing shot, she's got terrific hands and used it beautifully to throw Rabakina off balance. That miss there gave Muhova the second set. But in the third, Rabakina rebounded. She settled in. She got the legs going. And that little flick, that was one of the best field shots that she hit the entire match. Well below the net and able to find that angle. And in the end, the big serving came through just enough for her to close it out beautifully there. 46 winners, six aces, now 5-0 and in tie breaks. Told me her nickname is Fish. Keeps swimming upstream. Rabakina, who will she meet? Could it be the world number one? Iga Świątek hasn't dropped a set all tournament. Facing Serana Kirstea-Chanda, the Polish star, hasn't played a three-set match all year. That would remain factual. Yeah, it got a little tricky at this stage, though. Sviantek up to love, and then Kirstea really fought to get into the match. But Sviantek again settled back in, got another break, and then started swinging more freely. So quick with her first step. That allowed her to get in position and really had her pick of sides to go to often in this match. First set, fairly straightforward, maybe a little tighter than the scoreline indicated. Kersaya, a really game opponent, but Sviantek just had all the answers. And in the second, it was all Sviantek, the first half of the set, hitting again, winners at will. She steps forward into the court so quickly, and there's not many places to go to, but Kersaya, she kept trying to figure different things out. But the movement of Sviantek here it was an incredible get that allowed her to go up a couple of breaks in that second set. Kirstea would get one back, but in the end, Sviantek would not be denied. Nice straight set win for her again. 19 winners, five breaks to serve. The defending champ has won 10 straight matches here at Indian Wells. Look at the dominance. Chef's kiss so far. Has lost five games total. That was in the Doha total run. Uh, look, <laughs> 15. Bagels, and what do you want to call them now, Prakash? French fries. French no fries. more breadsticks. Okay, no more breadsticks. Either way, the, the bakery is is flourishing for Iga Sviantek. Average match time, just one hour and 23 minutes. Two wins from becoming the first back-to-back -back champ since Martina Navratilova. Still to come here on the show, our friend Miami Open Tournament Director James Blake joins the show. Does he expect Novak Djokovic to be in next week's draw? Plus, the two and three seeds are out. What about the best doubles team in the world? Krejcikova and Siniakova looking for a spot in the semis. And guess who will deliver a happy birthday wish as Tennis Channel turns 20? Tracy? Maddie? We'll find out. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Safe Light, the vehicle glass experts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
emergence of Tennis Channel, it's, it's really allowed for kind of a one-stop shop for not only myself and, and former players, but also for all the fans. Um, if I think back to how, you know, following tennis before was a little bit tricky, right, from the various different networks, but now, you know, Tennis Channel is everywhere, right? And especially in my household, Tennis Channel is always on. Also to be part of the Tennis Channel team, uh, I've been fortunate to be part of it for uh, almost 10 years now. So such an incredible team, you know, uh, working alongside, you know, people that I actually looked up to, you know, people like Tracy Austin, peers like Lindsey Davenport, Jim Courier, and so forth, and, and then great people like Brett Haver, Ted Robinson, always people that I admired when I was still a player. So it's been an awesome run for me. Uh, it's been 10 years. I've been so thrilled to be part of the team here at Tennis Channel. Happy 20th birthday, Tennis Channel. From a world doubles number one, it does not get much cooler than Nolsey. It does not. And, and I love that piece. I loved how he named names. And, you know, you, you think about that when you get to this stage and you are able to be a part of such a, a great team. Uh, you think about all the other great people alongside. Yeah. So I loved hearing him talk about that. It's always yeah. such a blast when you get to hang out with Nosey wherever, uh, hoping I'll see him in the next few weeks. And, um, you know, I, I mean, the guy still looks great. I mean, oh he, he, he could dust it off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this doubles draw, I see a couple of openings in here. I mean, poor guy looks a little short in this situation. Nosey's but, uh, like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, so, <laughs> yeah. just letting you all know. <laughs> Those are two, two guys you don't want to stand next to. But, um, you know, he, he could grab a partner, jump in. Pretty sure he could get a wild card anywhere, anywhere he wants, you know. Speaking of naming names, uh, his son Graham. Big time football recruit, South Lake Carroll in Texas. Love that. His son Brody is a baller. His daughter Presley, young tennis star. Forecasts for future professionals. Speaking of forecasts, here's Fox Weather. I'm Fox Weather's Jason Fraser, and here's today's BNP Paribas Open forecast. Going to be a gorgeous one for the tennis pros over in Indian Wells. High temperature in the mid-70s, mainly sunny skies. Don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or Spring Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thank you, Jason. With the second half of the Sunshine Double less than a week away, Miami Open Tournament Director James Blake joins us for all the latest, including whether Novak Djokovic will be able to play. days away from handing out those trophies as we welcome you back to the Southern California desert leading up to first ball of the BNP Paribas Open. TC Live comes your way every day at 1 p.m. Eastern. Then it is a full day and night of tennis from Indian Wells with encore coverage until play begins the very next day. We have now reached the business end of the first part of the Sunshine Double, Indian Wells, and then we head to Miami, Prakash. Yeah. And the party continues. <laughs> Listen, Miami, one of my favorite places to be, and our guy running the show over there always does a fantastic job. Yeah, he does. Uh, speaking of our guy right there, there he is. our friend, tournament <laughs> director James Blake, joining us now on TC Live. James, always great to see you. It's, it's your fifth year as the tournament director in Miami. So for fans and players that will be there, that will be watching on Tennis Channel, what new fun things can they expect to see? Well, as, uh, as you guys said, the party continues here. Sometimes the party starts, but it, it's definitely going to be a, a great time here. We've got, uh, you know, all the players coming straight from Indian Wells. So we've got a stacked lineup. Uh, and uh, in terms of a lineup, we got we got a, a concert series starting this year, which we're really excited about. This is the first year presented by Stella Artois. Friday and Saturday night, we've got uh, SEMA Funk on Friday night and um, Cool in the Gang. 
So I know I will be seeing Prakash at Cool and the Gang Saturday <laughs> night after the after the women's final um, on site. So we're excited about some new things, and we've all got all, a lot of the similar sponsors and some new some new uh, partners that are going to bring you know the great the greatness of Miami culture and nightlife to uh, the site here at Hard Rock Stadium. Get down on it. Absolutely can't wait. That's going to be a blast, JB. Uh, listen, listen, I, I got to ask you one of the, I mean, the biggest story really uh, has been Novak Djokovic. A lot of uh, politicians, including Governor Ron DeSantis, has been lobbying for him to be able to play. Do we, do we have any further information at this time? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we run one of the, the premier tournaments in the world. We'd like to have the best players that, that can play. And um, we did all that we could, um, tried to, to talk to the government, but that's out of our hands. We tried and um, it was not, uh, he, he wasn't able to play. Um, same as the same result that he had in, in Indian Wells, where it, uh, I know Tommy Haas did uh, as much as he could and the, uh, the staff there. We tried to get Novak Djokovic to be allowed to get an exemption, but um, that wasn't, wasn't able to happen. So, um, you know, we'd love to have him and he's our greatest champion, won it six times here. So we, we'd obviously love to have him here, but um, unfortunately that's, uh, that's uh, way, way above my pay grade. <laughs> Well, it'll, be a, it'll certainly be a shame not to have him, but it's going to be such a great field. Have we, have we exhausted all options, James? I know Governor DeSantis said he would, he would run a boat from the Bahamas. Do you, do you have a good boat guy? I could get the production crew from Miami Vice, maybe? Something? Oh man, I'd leave that up to you, Prakash. I know you you've got probably more of the connection to do that. I can't I can't get a boat here. I can't do that kind of stuff. But um, you know, we we exhausted we exhausted all the options that, that we know of that we can that we can handle. But um, you know, hopefully Novak will be back next year, um, and hopefully he'll be back also for all the all the later events in the states, including Cincinnati and and the U.S. Open. I'm you know I'm I'm a fan of the game. I'm a fan of the sport. So I also want to see the best players um, competing. And when they're when they're healthy, able to play in the uh, in the biggest events. Here with tournament director of the Miami Open, former world number four, our friend James Blake. Speaking of guys that will be there, James, wild cards were announced. You gave one to Dominic Team. He, he lost a heartbreaker in the first round here at Indian Wells. What do you think he needs yeah. to do to get back to his top level? Well, I just love to see him get that confidence back. You know, he, he used to play so many matches when he was at his best and we all worried that, okay, is his body going to break down? Is he playing too much? Is it going to get, is he going to get tired by the end of the year? But he put in so much of that work. I also think for him, he may have known that he needed a lot of matches for his confidence. And so for him, he's not getting those matches right now. So getting on a little bit of a roll and then getting those matches in, I think will give him the confidence. He's got such a big game, you know, a huge serve, that beautiful one-handed backhand that I know me and Prakash are a little jealous of but um it's you know it, it's so nice to watch and he's got that big game that he needs he needs to get the confidence he needs to get the matches in so hopefully he can get um get a few in here in, in miami and, and start to start to kind of get that rolling james your defending champions are still in the draw here at indian wells carlos alcaraz igish fiantek what has impressed you the most about them in the past year well, for Carlos, his rise has been incredible. Um, he absolutely electrified this crowd here uh, last year. It was so much fun to see um, as his matches. He had some incredible matches, one with Sitsipas here that was, was kind of legendary and, and just got better and better. And so I think the crowd will really respond to him and, and seeing how well he's done and able to compete. What he did at the U.S. Open, four or five setters in a row, um, showed his um, his resilience physically and mentally. So uh, I'm impressed by him and Iga, you know, coming in here, she got the number one ranking 
confirmed here. And then you would think there's a lot of pressure. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of a letdown, but she just kept rolling with it. And she's looking great this year as well, looking like the possible go back to back for the Sunshine Doubles. That could be a that could be a really, really amazing feat. And she's continuing to put uh, more and more into her legacy and into her Hall of Fame career. James, one of my favorite things about coming to the Miami event is the brilliant way you treat all the players, and that includes a, a wide assortment at player dining. Now, now it's still bulking season for me, so I, I'm going to need a lot of bison, elk, lots of different proteins, so I just want to make sure you got a good, good assortment of everything there. You know, just for you, we got whatever you need because we know it's always bulking season for you. So there's no, uh, there's no doubt about. <laughs> That's my that. guy. But the, That's my guy. <laughs> the player dining, absolutely, we do our best. I mean, for you know the the trend being gluten free, we've got a great gluten free section. We've got the pastas. We've got the we've got the we've got the proteins, and we got all the salads and everything. We um, player dining. I think we also may have the the biggest player dining area of all tournaments because obviously we're using what the Dolphins use and we're using the whole uh, facility of the stadium. So Hard Rock Stadium, we uh, we don't mess around with the player dining. It's gonna Bison be, and elk. It's going to be a good two weeks. <laughs> I, I, I hope can't some wait. acai bowls <laughs> as well, you know, for the folks who are looking acai to stay uh, right. slim and that, trim. Steve. You know, we, know the, we know the acai bowls from Steve, and we're, get, we're getting Chanda on board with the acai bowls whenever we can, because I know a few years ago she wasn't really feeling them, but I think we can, we can turn her. We can get her onto the acai bowls. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, James, it's going to be rocking at Hard Rock Stadium next week. Cannot wait for the Miami Open. Thanks for spending some time with us today, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. More to come here on TC Live. Coming up next, we will introduce you to a promising young player from California who has overcome enormous odds to earn a college scholarship. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Welcome back. Earlier this week on the outside courts here at Indian Wells, Southern California teenager Mika Ikamori lost in the first round of an ITF Juniors event. But as you will see in today's tennis story, Mika's remarkable journey will never be defined by wins and losses. When I first started playing tennis, I was four years old. My mom and dad decided to put me into this summer clinic just because they thought it would be cute. The little like skirts and dresses. And I just fell in love with it. And one more, come on, come on. At age six, she wanted to play more. And so my husband and her would literally hit in our driveway and she would hit them against the wall. So you hear this, and she would be doing this for as long as she could. And then she would get the neighborhood kids out and they would be playing tennis in the street. What I liked about tennis was definitely competing. I'm extremely competitive. From a young age, she was one of the best players in Southern California. She won all the major events. She has this uncanny sense of awareness playing tennis that I've never really experienced with any other tennis player. I have most of my players, when they play a match, they send me a text, right, about how the match went. 
and Nico will send me these texts that are three feet of text. Just knows the game so well. My first epileptic seizure occurred when I was nine years old at Rusty Miller Tennis Center. I was walking out of the parking lot. I was one of the last kids there because I wanted to stay and play some extra mixed doubles. And I don't know what happened. When she finished, we were walking out to the parking lot and I, I realized she wasn't walking next to me and I looked behind and I could tell she was struggling. Like her whole, her, her face was contorted and she was kind of like tensed up and I knew she was going to fall over. So luckily I caught her. I was freaking out. I thought she was, I literally thought she was dying. My husband, I remember calling me, he was frantic. And then when I got there, the ambulance was there with her. She was awake, um, but we didn't know what had happened. And um, we took her to the emergency room and they ended up making us get lots of tests after that. And um, that's when we found out she had her seizure disorder. If you have a seizure and no one's there to help you, it could be really dangerous. The fall is generally more dangerous than like the actual seizure because if she's standing or if she's like walking down the street, if she falls, she could hit her head and that can make it a lot worse. It's something that it's on your mind every day. Like one of my big biggest fears are stairs. There was one day group practice and before you know it, you know, I'm kind of seeing her out of the corner of my eye. Eyes kind of start to go and then the legs kind of go. Luckily, there was a net behind her and it actually prevented her from falling and, and hitting her head. Look right here, my finger. You can do one, two, three, four. Perfect, and left. The prognosis for Mika's epilepsy, I'm afraid, is, is going to be a, more of a chronic, long-lasting uh, medical condition that she's going to need to continue to manage. Put your arms straight out. Spread your fingers out wide, palms up to the sky, and close your eyes. Thankfully, with some medication adjustments, we've been able to get the convulsive seizures under control. Beyond that, she has uh, what we would term a focal aware seizure um, that still are occurring uh, frequently. The way to describe them is that they're very small. They're a couple seconds long, and I can feel it in my eyes, my head. They kind of roll back. It just feels like you're using a lot of energy from your brain, and it's very, very uncomfortable. Stay on the balls of those feet, girl. My game is setting up points and taking time off of players, and when I'm in a fog and the medication is affecting me or the seizures are affecting me, I am just kind of trying to get the ball in. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. My body is there, but my mind is clouded. I remember she was playing a tournament called Dynamic Duo. And we were watching her and we're like, gosh, she looks so off. She's a competitor. She doesn't like to withdraw. She always likes to finish it through. And I went and I talked to her and she ended up, she was sobbing, just sobbing, sobbing, and she's not a crier. And I said, honey, I think today's the day that you just need to, it's okay. Sorry, it makes me tear up. So she teared up, she withdrew. And that was her first time. <clears throat> I think she withdrew during a match. Honestly, I want to cry, you know? Makes me cry right now. You know, it's just, it's hard to see her go through that. She's been one of the top players for a long time, and it, it definitely, in the last few years, has hurt her tennis, you know? I would like to say I had bigger, you know, plans for her with her tennis, and, you know, but it does. It makes my heart, for sure. Tennis... 
is such a love for Mika, of her friendships, just getting on the court. She just loves, she loves everything about it. Taking it away from her would, I think, would change her. That would truly change her and change who she is. If you're swiping less, then I think, you know, we're heading in the right direction. I had surgery in January of 2021. I got implanted with this device called a VNS. This is the VNS device right here, this bump, and this is a magnet. Every time I feel a seizure, I swipe it just like this. Average per day, you're swiping still 21 times. That's better than 86. I think that we can definitely rejoice in that a bit. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a good finding. The device is never to replace medicine. So we know that Mika is probably gonna be on medication the rest of her life and that's just, that's what it is. And um, But this was supposed to help lessen the seizures so that maybe one day this will help her be so seizure free that she can drive and do some other things that she can't do now. I always wanted to play in college. When I was younger, I was thinking about pro, but as I got older, I realized that I just wanted to be on a team and play tennis. When recruitment started, my husband and I told her, we just want you to be happy. Pick a place that wants you and you're gonna be happy. When I had calls with coaches and I decided to tell them about my seizure disorder, some of them were shocked. A lot of them though were like, okay. And honestly, if you're not gonna take me for who I am, then I don't really need to be talking to you. I'm gonna be playing college at UC Davis. I watched her in the Southern Cal sectionals and she wrote me and told me immediately about her seizure disorder. And I just, I was so impressed with that, but it never crossed my mind not to recruit her because she had this, this issue. As a matter of fact, it made me want to recruit her more. I'm extraordinarily proud of her. It's not even her record. It's what she's built around it. She's surrounded herself with really good people. Her coaches, the doctors, and her friends. Of course I'm proud, my wife and I and our son, we're better people because of Mika. I think without my seizure disorder, I wouldn't be who I am today. It's allowed me to push through so many barriers. I work for every point and I wanna be the best I can be. Mika lives a very full life. When you meet her, no one would ever know that she struggles with this literally every single day. What I hope people take away from this is to be kind. When I tell people that I have a seizure disorder, they always are like, what? I never would have known if you didn't tell me. You just don't know what people are going through. But I treat people kindly because what if something is happening behind closed doors that I don't know? So the life lesson here is to be kind and be open-minded. Thanks to Nitin Varma for producing that uh, remarkable story. To have that perspective at that age is so incredibly impressive. Uh, and, you know, you think about having to go through that from such a young age and the perspective she now has and how, you know, she just keeps battling and fighting to achieve her dreams. I mean, that is truly an inspiration. And I'm just so glad I was able, you know, to kind of get to know her a bit through that piece. It was really well done. It's not something that, you know, most of us can even imagine having to live with and you know with with all the you know sometimes awful stuff that's going on in the world I guess sometimes you know God sends down these little angels to inspire us all um, it's just a marvelous marvelous inspiration she is uh, she won the USDA southern section CIF champions for character award given for pursuing victory 
with honor. Uh, she's a five-star recruit out of Huntington Beach, and she is just a shining inspiration for all of us. What an impressive young woman, Mika. We look forward to following her on her journey to UC Davis and beyond. Go Mika, go Aggies. Chanda Prakash, Steve, back with you on TC Live. Time to double down. Top-seeded checks continue to roll. Barbora Krejcikova and Katarina Siniakova facing Storm Hunter, best name in the game, and Elisa Mertens, Chanda. And uh, Krejcikova, Siniakova in the near court there, getting the miss. I mean, they're just so difficult, so imposing up at the net. And the backhand started flowing from Siniakova there to solidify the early lead. And then Craig Chikova joined the party with the inside-out backhand. I mean, they complement each other's game so beautifully. They've been playing together for so long, friends for probably even longer, and it was flowing in that deciding point to get up in the second set. Once they won that first, kept the momentum going, and here again, it was just Krejcikova a little too solid with the depth. So a very straightforward performance uh, for the number one seeds. They move on. Let's take a look at the draw in women's doubles as we are down to the final four. Krejcikova, Siniakova. They'll be meeting Shuko Aoyama and Enna Shibahara. That's 2 p.m. Eastern. And then you got... Miyu Kato and Aldila Sujiati taking on Beatrice Haddad Maya and Laura Sigamund. The domination, though, from these two. Seven major titles. Completed the career slam last year in New York at the U.S. Open at the other majors, two each. Gold medalists, 14 titles together. They've both been at the top. Right now it's Sinyakova at number one, Krejcikova at number two. But Krejcikova also has a Grand Slam singles title that she picked up at Roland Garros. Not too shabby. Uh, what, what makes them just utterly dominant? Uh, I mean, it's just been incredible when you look at that resume. And not only that, the fact that they have been able to stay together for this long. I mean, when you look at partnerships over the long term, sometimes changes have to happen. They've got to, you know, sort of separate and, you know, maybe get back together later again. They have been together, this team, for so long. And I think part of what makes them so tough is the demeanors. You've got Siniakova, who's bouncy. She's got all the energy. She's moving. She's maybe a little more emotional. And Krejcikova. It's just steady as they come, and their games are similar as well. Krejcikova so steady from the ground, beautiful volleys, and Sinyakova with just a little more fire. So I think fire and ice kind of okay. goes. That right. would be one of your terms, Prakash. Fire and ice. Yeah. I like it. I mean, yeah. they, they do have a lot of energy out there, you know, make us all want to sit here, watch them, and yeah, get them, queens. Get them, queens. You know? But you, you, learn, you learn a lot when you watch these two. And I know we have a lot of uh, doubles players at home who are our viewers. The, the, the net player between these two is always helping out the one at the baseline. They move in tandem with each other, and they really work as a team as opposed to two players playing individually on, on the same side of the court. And listen, any excuse we get up here to be able to get energized and yeah, get them, queens, <laughs> you know we are all about that. Isn't that right, guys? Put the crowns on them. Can't, put the crowns on I can't wait for you to... To, to say that in front of them. I want to see their reactions. They are queens. Uh, on the men's side, Santiago Gonzalez, Edward Roger Vaselin coming from behind to upset the fifth seats. Lloyd Glasspool and Hario, Hari Haliabara. Well, listen, Gonzalez and Roger Vaslin have had a great tournament so far. They beat the number four seeds, Metic and Kavic, who have been one of the best teams in the world 
over the last couple of years. They end up dropping the first set, 6-2 to Glasspool and Heliovaro, but they really turned it on here in the second set. Good baseline play from Roger Baslin. Santiago Gonzalez always moving around at the net. He's, uh, he's in his early 40s as well, but still moving around nicely. Still in tremendous shape, and they all pick and choose at the right times, too. You generally see the return going cross-court there, but taking the return up the line once in a while, always a good thing. And you see when he crosses, he's not moving sideways, he's moving diagonally forward to cut off the angle. Brilliant stuff there, handling a nice, tough, high backhand volley. Roger Baslin closing things out. Good stuff, when nearly 75% of their first serves broke four times, small margins. Santiago ordered the code red in the end. Top seeds, Wesley Kulhoff, Neil Skubsky taking on Jamie Murray and Michael Venus. This was the final match of the night after Alcaraz and FAA. I want the truth, Weissman. You can't handle the truth. Well, well listen, Kulhoff and Skubsky, they, they could certainly handle it because they came out and it was, it was, it was a little bit one-way traffic over here. I, I, I mean, a lot of the doubles guys on the tour consider Neil Skubsky the best doubles player in the world. He, he, he's very versatile, can do quite a bit. They took the first set 6-3. This team also got a walkover in the previous round from Francis Tiafo and Stan Wawrinka. So always helps when you can kind of squeeze through with one less match. Seem to be the dominant team all the way through. Handling a nice high backhand volley there, cool off, and a brilliant defensive lob from Skopsky on the run there. Break point now. This is the advantage in the second set. Big return from Kulhoff to get the break. Didn't have too much trouble serving it up. Kulhoff in the game. Moving on. Save the lone break point against them. You like that? Putting put the show full circle from James Blake. That's earlier. what they call a callback, which I love, <laughs> Weissman. I love it. Here's the final four. Kulhoff Skubsky taking on Gonzalez, Roger Vaselin. The defending returning champs, two-time champs, John Isner, Jack Sock. Uh, how, how's Bob's going to do? against uh, Sock and Isner. Well, listen, he, he came to play. You know, when you're 43, you're thinking to yourself, you know what? There is no tomorrow, as long as we're <laughs> quoting movies from the 80s and 90s. Get him, King. <laughs> it's contagious now. <laughs> you can watch all these matches uninterrupted on TC+. A reminder, it is 20% off right now. Scan that QR code on the screen. Go to buytcplus.com. Enter the promo code SERVE. When subscribing, special incentive available during Indian Wells and Miami. Chanda's pick of the day is coming up next. Welcome back. We are leading you up to first ball women's doubles semifinals, 2 p.m. Eastern. The top seeds. The future Hall of Famers, perhaps, Krejcikova, Siniakova, taking Aoyama and Shibahara. And then on T2, 9 p.m. Eastern, it is men's double semifinal action. Wesley Kulhoff, Neil Skupski taking on Santiago Gonzalez and Edward Roger Vaselin. It's that time, folks. Uh, time to, to make the people a little bit of money, right? Fan duel match of the day. We've got a couple of women's semifinals. Let's check out our fan duel match of the day. One of them is going to be Chanda's pick. The other... Is going to be uh, Prakash telling you what to bet on. Iga Sviantek, Elena Rybakina, big time Ooh. favorite for the poll right now. What are you taking? What do you think, Prakash? Well, that's a pretty good price on Rybakina, i got to say. But I mm -hmm. think the, the minus 450 is reflective of the court surface. So you gotta you got to lean towards Iga, but 
you know what? That, that, that plus 340 is looking good. You could uh, take you oh. could take Rubakina and then hedge your bet with the under. Right? Because yeah, Iga what? hasn't dropped a set yet. Th that's, that's, hasn't played a three-setter that, all that's, year. That's the way to go. That, that's the best play to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, like TennisChannelBets.com. Uh, TC Bets. They, they've got their own their own Twitter. You should be my consultant. Like, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that Thank was you. very good. I'm glad you explained that to me. I probably would, would hedge and, and take Iga. I, I think, you yeah. know, the court surface, that just gives her a slight advantage. But, you know, this is – I've been known to go out on a limb, though, Steve. You have. So I, I would not mind taking a little more risk. But about two, three days ago, you, you, you were hanging off the branch. I went hard. <laughs> That's how much you were hanging off the limb. still talking about that. He is. He's like, I can't believe you did that. But, hey, hey, that's what we do up here. Right now, FanDuel giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now. Start making every moment more. But Chanda uh, went back to the well, got back on the winning ways yesterday. Carlos Alcaraz gave you uh, about, about 250. I mean, <laughs> you got to stick a gun that's there. That's why you got to go out on a limb sometimes, Steve. You got to make some money gotta around here. Win, Weissman. You know? No, win's a win. You're, you're make, back above 15 Chandabucks. Got to make some Chandabucks. Got to make some Chandabucks. Who, who are we getting Chandabucks on today? Well, I'm uh, you know taking the uh, Sabalinka over Maria okay. Sakri. I'm, I'm going kind of straight arrow and you know taking the odds on this one okay i think sabalinka though this isn't going to be as straightforward these two have been very close in terms of their previous meetings sakari has actually won the last two times they've played so this isn't as straightforward as it looks but i think the way sabalinka's playing she is playing some queen type tennis yeah she, so, she, she certainly yeah. is and she, she she likes to wear that crown <laughs> on her head she looks good with it Sakura, I think, is going to try to really elongate points out here. I mean, it's a very slow court. What she's got to try to do, though, try to move that ball over the sidelines a bit, really get Sabalenka moving side to side. She's been so unbelievable when she's able to plant her feet, get inside that baseline, and drive the ball out there. I think the minus 295, probably a reflection of, of the great form that she's in, but uh, can't overlook that, that straight set win that Sakura had in the WTA finals end of last year. I, I'm, I'm going with, with my girl, though. I'm, I'm going to lean with Chanda, and I think Sabalenka is going to take it. All right. We'll see what happens later today. Women's semifinal day. What's trending on social media? As always, the most famous tennis super fan on the planet. Speaking of queens, LaWanda herself Wanda. getting selfies with the TC crew. Look, look, look at that smile. I mean, she, she, brings, she brings sunshine wherever she goes. Man, she got she she got all of us here. Man, she got Lindsay too. But did she get Courier? Did, oh yeah, she Look got AC that. too. <laughs> That's a that. good get. That's Look a good that. get. Feels like we're not in Indian Wells yet until we get the selfie with Lawanda. Yeah, she's you know she's like the person I think we see first. <laughs> Our first day of PC live here. She's always out front and we're waving to her. So we are, and the players love her. Literally at at this point in her career as a super fan, the players come to her. They want they want a selfie with her. You know what? We we gotta we gotta get her to get a selfie with Habes. You know we got. Roddick. Get, she really wanted Roddick. She Didn't wanted Roddick. It. We got uh, we got Mister Mister Goodall and his. Anna uh, we, gotta, we gotta get a few more out there. There's some work to do. There, Lawanda. <laughs> you got some work to do. But uh, we appreciate you and the players do as well. Uh, that passion's inspiring. I wonder if she's gotten a selfie with with, with Roger Federer himself. Roger Federer Foundation making progress in Southern Africa with early childhood education. They're celebrating, like Tennis Channel, 20th anniversary this year. In that time, 2.4 million children have benefited from higher quality early education. 
Uh, he's been doing it since the beginning, Federer. I mean, you see some of these pictures from so long ago when he was so young. But, you know, still, this has been uh, something very close to his heart. His mom uh, being from the area, I mean, he has always tried to give back and just create positivity throughout the world. So we love that about him. You know, he's so loved worldwide, and he knows that that kind of love, support, uh, and glory really comes with a lot of responsibility as well, and that's never been lost on him, and, and I think he's only going to be dedicating more and more time to it now that he's done with this tennis. Uh, magnificent, magnificent. Beautiful photos there. They've invested more than 77 million Swiss francs. Tennis.com, of course, your source for everything here at Indian Wells and Miami as we lead you up to our first match of the day, women's double semifinals. Don't go anywhere. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Back with our hot shot of the day. It was something special. And this is something, it's not easy. And he makes it look so easy, Prakash. Well, he used to call Dominique Wilkins the human highlight reel, and this kid is the human hotshot. Turns defense to offense, he's off balance, back to his opponent, still manages to flick this. Now check this out from way behind the baseline, full-on sprint, dips it down, gets the backhand over his head, not even looking little. Flick of the wrist, is it that easy, Chan? That is one of the hardest shots in tennis, and he made it like butter. Like butter. Safe light order of play beginning with the two women's double semifinals. Then you got the singles semifinals, 6 Eastern and 9 Eastern, followed by a men's double semifinal with John Isner and Jack Sock. So I ask you this. It's something that we posed earlier in the show. Uh, will it be? the battle of the top two seeds in the final. Are we going to get Iga Sviantec and Arena Sabalenka? I think we very well could. I mean, certainly if our favorites, our picks today go through, yes. I mean, we, we're, banking, we're banking on that matchup. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that, and I think the court surface is going to play a, a big role in it. I think this is a situation where uh, Rubakin has obviously beaten Sviantec before in quicker conditions, and Sakari, you know, has won the last couple of matches against Sabalenka. So I think the court is going to probably be the biggest factor. But again, you never know. Look, we're in the semis here. All of a sudden, when you push things into tight situations, all of a sudden, players come out with a little extra pressure. Sakari has an all-round game. So, you know, she can find her way into the net. She can throw in a few extra drop shots, which we've seen this week. She has the kind of variety to be able to make Sabalenka a little bit uncomfortable. We saw that with Mukova. She, she was able to get into the net quite a few times, make her opponent uncomfortable. So we'll have to see if they can kind of get out of their zone a little bit. And, and Rybakina knows she can beat. Iga Sviantek did it earlier this yeah. year, has that big serve, big game to get through the Polish star. We had some breaking news earlier in the show when James Blake, tournament director in Miami, came on and told us that uh, Novak Djokovic will not be playing in the Miami Open. So miss, misses the Sunshine Double. Two tournaments that he has dominated in his career. Yeah, I mean, we were hoping certainly to see Djokovic here. When that didn't happen, we thought maybe Miami, maybe there's something special that could happen that, you know, would change what is actually in place. But unfortunately not. And we can look forward to seeing him later in the year, U.S. Open, I would imagine. But Cincinnati. Cincinnati as well. So, you know, there's hope for 2023 with Novak Djokovic uh, here in the States. But, yeah, disappointing to not have him here in the Sunshine Double. The good news for us, uh, all of us tennis fans who want to see Novak Djokovic at his prime strength is last year when he came back, 
he hadn't played from the beginning of the year all the way up until the clay court season. He played that one tournament in Dubai. It took him a minute to really find his rhythm and get back into the flow of things. Didn't really find it until Rome. Here, a little bit of a different situation. He's already had such a brilliant start to the year. Got to play in Dubai. It's a month break. I, I don't think we're going to see that rust from him. So I think he's going to come out nice and sharp. And... Um, uh, next slam. It's going to be an exciting one. <laughs> it is. I mean, listen, May 11th is the date when uh, foreign travelers can come into the country even if they are not vaccinated. So, as mentioned, Cincinnati U.S. Open here in the States, Canada as well. He'll be able to play those. But Monte Carlo is going to be something special because Rafa Nadal has entered in that tournament. Novak Djokovic as well leading up to Roland Garros where Rafa is going for 15. And Novak wants another one because you know he, he needs to get to that rafa level he wants it all he fact wants it all that is clear and we are here for it uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing this out there okay carlos alcaraz at his absolute prime full health novak djokovic at his full prime full health i want to see best of five sets okay. in a slam at the business end <laughs> I, I think we're all ready for that this this is the year i, I hope it happens would love to see that. I would love to see Rafa uh, as well in that mix. Like, listen, you, you want the, the legends of the past with the stars of the future That's what we want. out on the court together. We got women's double semifinal coming up. We got the Czech stars, Prakash, Krejcikova, Siniakova. Yep. Are they winning it all? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you take a look at that draw. You got Haddad, Maya, and Sigmund on the other other half, who, who I expect them to play in the final. They just have so much experience under their belt. They they kind of, you know, they move where the partner is not, even without communicating. That's what the great doubles teams do. They kind of have a bit of an energy and sync for each other. Sometimes you're not even you're not even looking at your, your partner, but you seem to move there. They cover the opposite court. And that kind of intangibles, it, it's tough to replicate. We, we may not have been talking about uh, Shuko Aoyama enough. I mean, Anna Shibahara, Shibahara, she's a mixed doubles champion. Aoyama at the net, Shanna, she's what, five foot three? Gets and it done. She plays like she's about six foot up at the net. <laughs> I mean, she's so dynamic. She stands very close, but she has quick reactions, is able to fend off some of these volleys so quickly, and it gives opponents so little time to react. She is phenomenal. Now, Shibahara got to four in the world. Got to the finals here last year with Asia Muhammad. Spectacular doubles career thus far. But these two together, uh, something special to watch. Going to look forward to that. And, of course, the seven-time Grand Slam champions stepping into Stadium One. It is a full day of semifinal action here on Tennis Channel. Ari Wolf has you covered on the other side with this match and the other women's double semifinal. Three of us will be on the desk getting ready for interviews and updates all day long. Enjoy a beautiful Friday in the desert. Thanks for watching TC Live, everyone.